0: Oh. Look at the grass. Oh, Sean's got his work cut out, hasn't he? Look at the state of it.
1: Shannon, we're here in Brentwood. Bit of lawn maintenance going on behind us over here. Lawn
0: maintenance needs to be done.
1: You've been uh, down the Matchroom Gym today yeah. doing a bit of filming.
0: Yeah, just filming for some new products that are coming out. So, in the area, spoke to Mason and he said, Why don't you come in and have a little chat? Because I've not really. Done much, um, anything really, since the fight. i am like, not really spoken to anyone no about it, I'm not done any media. I've done a couple of interviews this morning, so yeah, I thought I'd come in.
1: Well, let's uh, get straight into it. We'll take things back to fight night. Unfortunately, the clash with Rachel Ball, things didn't quite go your way on the scorecards. Yeah. Do you feel at the time and when you've watched it back that you did enough to win that fight?
0: Yeah. I did feel like I did enough to win the fight, and I've watched it back since numerous times, and I don't believe I lost the fight. But is it the biggest robbery that's been in boxing? No, it's not. There's been decisions that have been a lot worse than mine, so I can't sit here screaming about it because it's just one of those things. But um, I found it very difficult at first. I, I was, I felt like the floor had been taken from underneath me. I was just in a really bad place. But now. When you take time to sit back and think about things, I genuinely do believe this will be the making of me. And um, it's, for me now, it's just moving forward. I want the rematch, the rematch is gonna happen. You know, be better, not bitter. And um, it is what it is, I can't change the past. As gutting as it is, to feel the way I did, it's just, it's just part of my story.
1: Rachel, we spoke to her after the fight. She said her plan was always to try and catch you as you were coming in and trying to close that distance. What can you tell us about your game plan and how, you performed in comparison to that and look back on your performance?
0: So obviously I made this st- stupid idiotic move in round one where I caught her clean with her right hand and I see her eyes go a little bit and I thought, and she stepped back and there was, you can, I just smelt blood and I got blood hungry, I got greedy and I made a stupid move and I went in looking for the kill and it was so early on in round one and it was just, that's probably my inexperience and I rushed in thinking I'm gonna end this straight away. And I went square on, was off balance, and she caught me, and I went down. It didn't hurt, I got back up straight away, but I'm not taking that away from her because she caught me a peach of a shot, so I can't sit there and go, ah, like it was nothing. She caught me, and that was my own fault, and I paid the price, and I feel like, because of the knockdown in round one, the referee who so happens to be the judge as well, and there was only one judge, he made his decision from round one. it feels like round one kind of, was my fate and that determined the, the outcome regardless because i know that after that i got myself well back into the fight was winning the rounds i lost round eight as well i admit i lost round one and round eight but i don't believe i lost a round in between that
1: there were a few words shared between you and rachel you know i think people began to promote the fight talking about her odds tumbling etc etc it was a big step up for you during, on the on fight day, you, you know, you told us that you were feeling a bit nervous. Do you feel you maybe did get caught up a little bit in the occasion? and That's something you'll be able to correct as you gain more experience and move on.
0: Um, I think it's all experience, isn't it? You've got to think I only had 20 odd amateur fights, um, and then I've come into like into the pro ranks. She had over 100 different combat fights, you know. So, in my head, I was thinking, well, it's not boxing, so that again, that's probably my inexperience overlooking her, thinking, well. I never overlooked her as a fighter, but I didn't take into consideration obviously the kickboxing. I was like, well, you know, she's not going to be her legs, which is correct. So it's all boxing. But when you think about it, she has for actual combat sport and performing in a competitive manner, she has bundles of experience for me as well. So that's something I, I should have thought about before and I didn't. And that's probably my own ignorance, to be honest. Um, so I've learned from that big time, but I think next time I'll do things, I, I won't I feel like I could, because I feel like I won the fight and my head movement and everything else is working a treat, I don't want to change too much because that is my style. But just maybe be a bit smarter. There's things that need to be tightened up, need to be quicker, need to be sharper. But I'm, I'm, I'm learning progress. We, I was never going to be a world champion from day one, was I? It's got, you've got to build on these things and they will happen. I just have to learn and keep progressing as days go on.
1: You you touched on it there, and I think people will be interested to know sort of your mindset and how it's changed from immediately after the fight to Mm -hmm. you know now sitting here having this chat. But you said that you took some time away. You know, you you posted a message on Instagram saying you'd just been taking some time to yourself and and get away from the cruel world of social media. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So after the fight, I um, I went back to the bubble. You know, I was with like some people in the bubble that are friends. You know, and just. I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And then I I went on Twitter late at night and there was some... For every, like, really... There's a lot of people going, she won that, Shannon was robbed, da-da-da-da-da. And then you've got three or four horrific comments like, glad she got knocked down. And I just thought, you know what? I'm someone who... And I've been open about it before. I'm someone who has suffered badly in the past with mental health. So I need to do what I can to protect my mental health, you know? I'm someone who, last October, wanted to take her own life. So now I'm like, no, I'm never gonna let myself, my mindset, or my just any kind of peace be interrupted by that. So if I need to take time away to protect my mental health and to protect myself and my family, do you know what I'm gonna do it? And I would do it again. Because I've turned off all notifications on my phone, and do you know what it's it's bliss. I haven't got my phone going off a hundred times a minute, and it's nice and yeah, social media can be a cruel world, but then you know, I've got people saying. We should go in there because everyone's saying like how well you boxed it da, da, da. but I'm now in this mindset of, if I'm not gonna read the criticism then I shouldn't read the praise neither. I shouldn't let the criticism affect my ego and then but want the praise to affect my ego as well like I should be take all or take nothing because uh, I think I kind of got to have that mindset now so if people want to sit there and praise me okay if they want to sit there and criticize me okay I'm just gonna worry about m- myself now my job at hand and continue to try and be a better boxer, a better athlete, and a better person.
1: After the fight, obviously, you were very emotional. You'd suffered your first professional loss, yes. which is obviously a big a setback, but one that you can come back from. Mm-hmm. In terms of some people who maybe criticised you for not doing any post-fight media, how would you sort of answer that and, and give them a reason why that was the case?
0: Well, do you know what? So you've got some people that are saying, well, she should have done an interview. It's wrong, or she threw her toys at the pram. But then if you go back to last year, when, or the year before, when AJ done an interview after the Ruiz fight and he smiled or he laughed into you, he got slated. He shouldn't be smiling, he shouldn't be laughing. He's had his first loss. So, if you do one, you get in trouble. If you don't do one, you get slated as well. So, you can't win. And do you know what? Like I spoke to Johnny Nelson and he was like, I like the fact that you walked off and didn't do anything. And it just shows how much it means to you. And do you know what it does? This means more to me than you could actually possibly imagine. When that when when I didn't win that fight I felt like my world had ended. It was oh it was just horrific. I felt like my world was over and I couldn't see a way back from, from it. And then I spoke to Eddie and he was really good. Kept checking up on me, which I gave him his due, he was fantastic, kept checking up on me, and it was alright. And just to make sure I was in a good place. And then after a few days, him and Sky were like, you know, your your stock and your value's really risen. But that was still the first week I thought so I wasn't I was still emotional, and I wasn't thinking business minded I was thinking purely like I'm still hurting. Let me hurt, and then we'll talk about business. And now I've stepped back from it, and you know I'm not hurting as much anymore. I can think, you know what? Yeah, my stock has risen, my value has risen, and this is just part of my story, and it just adds to the story. And the rematch is going to be even bigger.
1: And we've seen from your social media a little bit of. You know, back in the gym, going yeah. back to work, and, and back down to business. That's the sort of mindset that you, you have now, and that's the mindset you want to take forward into this rematch.
0: Yeah, so I've not gone. I've not gone back into camp yet. Um, I'm still. I haven't gone back to like my actual gym. I'm just been ticking over uh, at height, like in home gyms. Um, got like a new strength conditioning coach on board because the things that I want to tighten up and I want to improve on. So I'm working harder than ever. You know, I thought I was determined before, and I thought that I wanted this before but now this has put an even bigger fire in my belly and I'm even more determined now to be a success and even if I change this thing here and this thing here in my in the way I do things, then little 1% everyday they add up and they make a huge change. So I'm still, I'm not in camp but I'm still living the life and making sure that everything is great. So when I go into camp, I'm in fantastic shape so that the camp is pure, like progression, learning, adapting, ready for what's going to come next.
1: Some fighters have a different outlook on going straight back into an immediate rematch. What are your thoughts on that? Would you like to have an interim bout first or if the option's there, just dive straight in?
0: I have boxed her yesterday, if I could, because, because I felt like I won the fight. I felt like I, feel like I could fight her again straight away. Um, Eddie was saying, you know, let's have a six round or an eight rounder in between before Christmas and then fight her again early next year. And then I think Adam and Eddie spoke and they agreed it's a good thing. So I trust them. They're in control of my career, I trust them, and if they think that's the best thing for me to do, then that's what I'll do.
1: Brilliant, and you feel just, you know, in your own mindset, it's so important for you to right the wrongs before you can push on. Do you, do you feel so I
0: 100% have to write this wrong. I have to fight Rachel again before I can progress. It's, it will always be in the back of my mind otherwise. So, I need, I need, the, I need the rematch, I need to write that wrong. But listen, I'm sitting there saying to write the wrong. We have to give credit to her. She, she was very good. It was very good. The whole fight in general was a fantastic fight. It was non-stop action. And even though I lost, I enjoyed it as well. So for that reason, it needs to happen again because the public loved it. it. It gained a lot of attention before and especially after. So obviously the public want to see it again. I need to write the wrong. I'm sure she wants to because she's getting slated because everyone's saying that she didn't win. And that's again, that's not fair enough. Why is she getting slated on social media? She doesn't deserve it. She didn't determine the outcome. So for both of us, we both need the rematch to happen so we can both try and prove the real the real outcome.
1: And You just mentioned there the public interest in, in what will be ball court too, A2, but then also it's just been a very special week, uh, sorry, a very special few weeks, months for, for women's boxing as a whole.
0: Yeah, I think Fight Camp done women's boxing wonders. You know, Harper Jonas was a fantastic fight. Again, controversial. So people was continuing to talk about that. Obviously, I know that... Um, Terry's got a mandatory with someone else, but that's going to happen again in the rematch next year. Um, Katie Taylor and Delphine Pursuit, again, was a non-stop action. And obviously my fight was controversial, but again, non-stop action. So I think we are done women's boxing proud.
1: And Katie says that, you know, they're bridging the gap. We do you are. feel Do you feel that's the case?
0: Slowly. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're not quite there yet, but... Um, i think we're doing women's boxing justice that's all i can say
1: well shannon thanks very much for your time and we look forward to seeing you back in the ring soon
0: thanks for having me in thank you
2: I love this gym. Um, not only do I love the gym, I love the, the cause and what and what goes behind it. Kid, people like myself who grew up where you could easily went in the wrong direction, it's doing that interception. You know, Zinedine Zidane, intercept the pass. <laughs> when you when you see someone go in the wrong direction, you catch them at the right time. Boom, put them in the right path. You know, when you start seeing the bicycle go off um, go off track, put them back in the right path and. In East London, South London, West London, North London, it's so easy for these kids, even in other countries, but I'm only thinking about my own environment. It's so easy for these kids to go off astray, you know, and the main cause is money. A lot of these kids are saying, oh, I need money. My mum's got no money for the bills. or my mum can't give me no pocket money. I need these new trainers or whatever. So they always look to the streets. The only thing that the streets are going to give you back is things that are legal, prison time, or death. It's been... Everything's been put there, everything's out there. It's, it's, there's no new nothing new under the sun. They're the only results um, for anything that's illegal. Um, and problems as well, it brings a lot of problems. But people are scared for a little bit of hard work. To work hard. That's why a lot of these, a lot of guys from the areas I grew up in, they look at the youngers and say, Look, don't follow me. The older boys, they, they say, Don't follow me, follow him. He's done something with his life. He was he grew up around here as well. He had the same kind of things. Same opportunities I had, but I chose a different a lifestyle. He chose that lifestyle, and now look at him. Do you get what I'm saying? He go, they, they say to them, "I've been prison," or "I'm in problems now where I can't go to the corner shop." You see him out here. You see his shiny chain. You see his watch. You see he's got money. He's buying houses now. That's motivation for these young kids growing up, and that's why something like box up crime, they can see this. They're seeing it firsthand. It's not a, a fairy tale where you see someone on TV and like, "Oh, he's as lucky." They're seeing me work here every single day. They're seeing how hard I'm training. And then they're seeing the cameras, they're seeing BT Sports, they're seeing IFO, they're seeing Fight Hap, they're seeing all these boxing channels, and it's a reality to them.
1: And that must give you, uh, I would imagine, as much pride as knocking someone out in the ring. If, if you can influence one person to come in here and turn their life around, that's a massive thing
2: to do. Most definitely. That's, again, if you, look, if you go back to when I first started boxing, and they said, where do you want to get out of boxing? That's one of the things I said, changing other people's lives. And that's even adults, you know, there's some adults out there who are saying, yo, I had a big belly, you made me start going to the gym. I loved (laughs) it. I
3: think you have to inspire me to
4: get rid of my. Yeah! Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out with former English uh, light heavyweight champion Dex Bellman. Big friend of the channel, of course, participated in a number of interviews in the past. Anthony Yard. Biggest, profile-wise, certainly, biggest fight of your career, I would suggest. How are you feeling? Just excited? I guess there's not a lot of pressure on you.
5: No, no, this is the different this time. You know, it's, a, it's a, it really is a win-win. Um, look, don't get me wrong, I'm not coming here to sit down. Um, you know, I've got ambitions of my own. So, you know, it's It's a big name. Uh, and if I win, it's going to be, you know, a big a big scalp on my record. So, you know, that's something I look at doing
4: when you hear people out there saying things like "Oh, put in a good account of yourself, win a few rounds, go the distance, you know, that'll build your profile, that'll open doors, do you have to kind of shut all that talk out? Because obviously for you, you're going in there with a winner's mentality
5: Yeah, that's it, yeah, I mean look it's nice being under the tough man and that, but like I just said I have got ambitions of my own and um, you know, I plan on fulfilling them and you know, it's only a matter of time. You know, someone will go. I keep getting these jobs in your way corner. I, like I said, I plan on winning Saturday night, but eventually, you know, I will upset the apple cart eventually, um, and I'll get my break. It's just about sticking in there, you know, training in the gym, get, keeping my head down and keeping me in my own lane.
4: You talked a little bit up, up there about the background of Anthony Yard and also your own kind of uh, relationship with Cole Greaves and so on. What, do you see a big difference between your kind of apprenticeships in the sport, yourself and Yard?
5: Um... I, Apprenticeships, I'm not sure. Look. I mean, I'm watching him as he come up anyway, because I'm a boxing fan in general. Um, I love my boxing, so you know, it was a guy I was keeping an eye on anyway. Um, look, I can't, I can't say a bad word against a guy. He's never dissed me. I can't, I can't diss him, so. Um, but, you can if you want, I mean. <laughs> for the channel. <laughs>
4: no one's objecting, I mean.
5: <laughs> So, um, yeah, but now, 100%, you know what I mean? And I think like, you know, it, it, We've we broke his record down, and this is what you know uh, what we're looking at. And he's not been in with very many fully fledged light heavies. And uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a strong light heavy. I'm, I'm not the tallest, but I'm a you know I'm a bit of a tank at the weight. And when I get in the ring, I, I am. Do you know what I mean I'm very strong? If I do the weight right, obviously, which this time I have. You know, it's made at 12-12, um, nice little catch weight, good weight for him as well, but it's a very good weight for me. Um, and remember, like I said, I've just come off the back of that. It was only a four and a half week camp off the back of of the linden fight from when we said yes to the fight i was only in the gym two weeks before that um so you know we've only just fine-tuned it, it was making the weight last time killed myself and i know what went wrong i'll never do it again but it's got me this shot so if i can write a wrong you know six weeks ago that's what i look at doing
4: is it common knowledge that it's at 12 12
5: oh i don't know <laughs> yeah seconds
4: out exclusive that's what we like to see um, how much do you take specifically about his conditioning and his stamina from the Kovalev fight? Because Tunde, his trainer, was up there saying, No, he lost to Kovalev, it was mainly down to experience. And then Anthony said, Well, I put everything into that eighth round, that's why I, I kind of faded later on. How much do you take about his conditioning generally from that performance?
5: Yeah, I agree with what he says. You know, I, I, I've been in the positions where you do put everything in, it does take it out of you the way me and Kyle train we, we train like beasts you know what I mean it's, it's all about recovery heart rate recovery and this is what I'm going back to saying you know it's been been a little like people keep on at me about because I said it it's surrounded by yes man. that's not that's not an insult that's just the way he goes about his stuff you know what I mean like, I do, that's just totally different to what I, what I go about that's my, my opinion that's what I think and that's what I'm saying It's it's the way just me and Carl go about our business is totally different. I know if I put that effort in the eighth round, he'll G me up and he'll get me ready to come out in that ninth For I'm in trouble, do you know what I mean? And I just don't feel like he's got that.
4: Interesting. And do you think that will be the kind of pivotal factor on Saturday night then? Not just that, but the, the heart, the guts and the stamina.
5: Yeah, you can't, you can't uh, question his hat. You know what I mean? And uh, and like I, said, I, you know, I said again, you can't question his his balls. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got, he's got balls on him because he he went out to Russia and you know what? That's what it is. That's that in the raw form. In the raw form of you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he's going out to, to rush his show, he's shown what he's about and he's stuck in there. Let's have it right, he was getting his head jabbed off to fight. But well, I know about that, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Save me saying it, I suppose. It takes, you know, it takes a lot of a lot of courage to, to just think in your head, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna get through eventually, my time will come. And his time did come, you know, he just fell short. Um, so I can't question stuff like that, you know what I mean? He's showed what he's about and he showed his metal. Um, so that's why it will be interesting, you know what I mean? and I, and I can see he's got that in him. And I've definitely got that in me. I've, I'm tried and tested, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, like I said, everyone's seeing it as such a whitewash and people saying I'm going to get bowled out in a couple of rounds. Crazy. But well, I'm not listening to that, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's entitled to opinion. I've got my own, my own views on the fight.
4: And last of all, just if there's anyone out there on the fence about tuning in or not on Saturday night, what can you say to them to compel them to watch the fight?
5: Yeah, so obviously you said he's going to get a spectacular knockout, so... I'm saying to you, it's going to be a knockout either way. So, whether it's me not, up, not it's, or not,
4: spectacular.
5: Well, it's going to come. It might be ugly, it might be right. <laughs> Don't matter. But yeah, it's coming either way.
4: Brilliant. Well, we really appreciate your time. Look forward to watching the fight on Saturday night.
3: back on behind the gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one and only Dex Spellman ahead of his fight against Anthony Yard, who's literally a few steps away from you. Um, good little press conference there, a lot of respect between you two. Um, how do you rate Anthony as a fighter now and, uh, and the energy you get off him?
5: Yeah, he's a very good fighter. You know, I said that in the press conference. Um, you can't, I can't diss him, he's, he's not diss me, so I can you know, I can only be full of respect. Um, you know, he showed his mettle going out to Russia um, and, you know, I, I'm tried and tested as well. Do you know what I mean? I've, got, I'm, I've got my toughness um, and. That's what's going to make for a good fight.
3: You uh, you're getting a second chance at ruining the the uh, Arthur versus Yard fight. What are we doing different this time uh, to to try and ruin that fight?
5: Um, it's a totally different fight for me, 100% totally different. Um, you know, I've, I keep saying in all the other interviews, it, it, this is the genuine truth. It is, uh, I was struggled with the weight that last fight. I was dead at the weight. Um, but the opportunity was massive, um, so you know I, I, I couldn't say no to the opportunity. It was it was too big. I knew what I knew the task and answered to, to get down. And it wasn't even about training. It was just about making that weight. And it was you know I only had about I think it was four or five spars. Um, so it is what it is. Um, but I'm trying to you know forget about that. that that's in the past. That chapter's done. Um, and you know I can write the wrong in uh, you know when the in the fight I lost six weeks ago.
3: On paper. Yard is a diff- more difficult fight than Arthur, obviously, with his experience and everything he's been showing lately. But do you think for you specifically, with Arthur's style, do you think this is maybe an easier fight?
5: It's a, it's a better stylistically fight, 100%, yeah. Uh, easier fight, I don't know, obviously, I'll know that when I'm in there with him, um, which is you know, also a thing I've said, you know, he's got a lot of hype around him. I'm not buying into the hype yet until I'm actually in there, then I'll tell you how good he is. Um, but at the minute, I'm just treating him like any other opponent, and there should be no other reason why I should.
3: It feels like you've had a very long career at this point. I've seen you in and out of everything. Um, but at this point, you know, you, you, you've taken a few defeats where I feel like it's not been embarrassing defeats, even against Shaq and Peters, you know, good performances. How much has that made you develop as a fighter, and, and how a specific
5: I've always took chances, if you look at my record, even from like 10 fights, I've always took chances, um, I've come up the proper way, you know, I won like the, you know, like the little challenge belts, I was, in, I was in line for the area titles, um, but they didn't happen for not, no reason on my part, but they didn't happen, I moved on to English, I've won the proper channels and I've not ducked anybody along the way, I've got a big support back home, my own town, I, do, I sell masses of tickets, um, and yeah, that's why, you know, I, because I do put it on the line, I don't duck nobody, and I think that's the way more fights should be, to be honest with you, um, and, you know, it's it starting to get my, me a bit of credit now, I'm earning a bit, I'm earning good money now, do you know what I mean? So, it's nice, you know what I mean? It is nice um, to be recognised.
3: You pull off, uh, um, with all due respect, an upset on Saturday. What comes after that for you?
5: It's massive, isn't it? It's probably one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest shocks in the domestic, domestic boxing. So... But I know what I'm capable of, and uh, you know what I mean? And me and Carl know, and Carl knows his boxing. He's been in and out of the game, he's been at world level, all the way down to area level. He knows his boxing, and Carl knows I'm capable of beating this guy. It's definitely
3: an exciting fight, though. If you think about it stylistically, it just makes for a very... It could be a bloody main event on Saturday.
5: Very yeah, good, yeah. I'm planning on making it one.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, listen, man, I appreciate your time. All the best on Saturday. Any final message to uh, any of the fans watching?
5: Just thank you, thank you for all the <coughs> messages, support. Um, you know, it's, it's been going crazy. My social's been going mad, uh, and just thank you. You know, and, um you know, there's not been too many negatives. It's just people with opinions. So thank you to them as well. You know, everyone's entitled to opinion. And just tune in Saturday. Awesome,
3: brother. I appreciate it. All the best. Thank Cheers. You.
0: Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here, and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video, and we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play, so make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye Fight Fans.
4: Danny Flexen here for seconds out with AY, Anthony Yard. Top of the bill, Saturday night, Dex Bellman. How much have you missed boxing? I miss boxing every day
2: of my life. Even when I'm boxing, I miss boxing. Um, yeah, man, there's no sport like it. And we're just enjoying ourselves.
4: Were you surprised at all by how confident he said, quietly confident, he wasn't that quiet up there, Dex Bellman was? <laughs> I know fighters, but he wasn't
2: confident. He wasn't confident. Um, again, he's he's someone... Every boxer has a mild confidence because there's there's always chance. Um, he's going to be hoping on the punches chance, um, but again, this is boxing. I'm, um, he he recognizes the skill set. He recognizes what I've accomplished so far. I feel like, in my opinion, he's gonna he's gonna just try and not get stopped. Um, that's what I sense from him. Um, so he's got to tune in and see if I get done in it.
4: Is that a challenge for you though? If there is a fight that's quite negative or is there just to survive in the same way you feel maybe Spellman was against Lyndon Arthur from what you said up there. Do you find that quite a stimulating mental challenge to pick him apart, find the openings?
2: Always, you know, I don't ever be specific about one particular fight. Everyone knows my style. My style is entertainment but I'm not going to go out there and do it wildly. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try and knock up my opponent for the fans. Fans want to see an end product. They want to see it end goal. Um, They want to see entertainment and... I'm the same <laughs> i'm one of the fans <laughs> when i went to the boxing match i'm like oh oh every time a hard punch lands you're like oh you get up you start holding your friends saying oh he's gonna stop him he's gonna knock him out that's what the fight is leading to that's the entertainment factor and then when the fight gets stopped or you knock out your opponent everyone drops a banana in celebration you know when there's there there is a good build up for anticipation for uh you know a point decision point decision that's at like world level that's when you're fighting for world titles it's so competitive you've got to be so strategic um, but it's about bullying your way to that level. And that's what I feel like I've done to that, done to this stage. I bullied my way to the world title fight with um, Kovalev. I tried to bully him as well. But again, a lot of odds were against me, but it showed what I've having here, you know. Heart, Harder still harder iron. But um, yeah, the, the the journey continues. Um, what I take most pride in is that I'm motivating up and coming kids that could have went off the, into the wrong direction. I'm
4: motivating adults, you know, that I feel like it's too late for them. Um, Anything. It just makes me happy. You talk about that desire to entertain. Does that ever come into your head while you're in the fight itself? Like, do you come back to the corner ever and say, "Is this exciting? Is this boring? How are the fans reacting? Like, especially if they're a bit quiet."
2: You know what I have done before, um, and then when I watched the fight back one time, I was like, "Okay, they wasn't. They were quiet, but they were engaged. I didn't see anybody talking to their friend, boring you and then sleeping. They're entertaining, and waiting for it. So the next fight." I got a first round knockout, so from then I learned, I said, you know what, just focus on what you're doing. Box, sometimes you've got you to gotta take draw your opponent in, you know. They're saying they, they ain't going to have to come looking for me. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. I'm out of box for two rounds, and then boom, you walk onto something. You don't know what's going to happen, so um, different strategies, different fights um, call for different strategies. And um, I'm just looking forward to Saturday.
4: And obviously behind closed doors, even though it's at a well-known venue somewhere you've boxed, there's not going to be any indicator of how, to, how anyone's reacting, if it's an exciting fight or not. Does that help you to stay focused and to stay clinical? We won't know until until fact that. Um, it's just like sparring, you know. My
2: sparring is even better than my facts. <laughs> That's just me being honest. Um, so I'm looking forward to the new experience, you know. This COVID-19 situation this is a moment in history. It's a very negative moment in history, but it's still history, so we're a part of it. So um, we just got to make the most of it, you know. I'm a professional boxer, so when we look back and tell our grandkids about COVID-19, I'm going to say, yeah, I fought during that time, you know, we had to fight with no crowd. Um, I told everybody I wasn't going to take no pay cuts, but at the same time, I'm happy that I'm actually fighting
4: during this pandemic because it's here. Now, you said your spars are better than your fights. Apart from Tunde, Adi and Bilal, who's your best sparring partner? that um, you've had at any point?
2: Do you know what? I, I won't really name some names, but um, there's some good fight, good fighters that I spar. You know, I spar some amateurs that are extremely good, um, that I want to look out for. Um, I won't name too, much, too many names. I won't put too much pressure on them.
4: We <laughs> name any names. No, no, no.
2: No, but I'm, again, pe- people that say I don't go and spar yeah, go back and look at it. I sparred Chris Shubbuck Jr. I sparred James McGill. You know, um, I sparred
4: in Floyd Mayweather's gym. There's, there's, there was tapes of this, you know, of me sparring in Floyd's gym. Um, How would you get on with Eubank Junior? I imagine that was an interesting um, mesh of people. This is when I was an amateur.
2: Yeah, this is when I was nine fights into my amateur career. Um, it was him and his dad and I remember his dad come to me and he was like, Son, what are you doing? You have to warm up. My son is going to try and kill you. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And he's like, no, no, no. You have to warm up your muscles. And he's like, warm up your joints, son. What? And I was, like, I was like, sir, I called him uncle. I said, uncle, I respect. I said this is just about a spa. I like to just shake out and then go in the ring. We had a fantastic spa. Um, Spence Frame was there as well, shouting his head off, saying, um, nah, not much of fights. Nah, none that much of fights, because he was excited about how the spa was going, etc. But we had a good spa. We had a very, very good spa. Um, that's when I was amateur. I think that's when he was around, he must've been about 10 or no at the time or something like that. Um, so it was good. It was very good. You guys still keep in touch? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, we haven't really got a friendship or nothing like that. Um, I haven't really got a friendship with a lot of boxers. But um, yeah, when we see each other, it's just, what are you saying? We what you're doing. I've seen him with his nice cars driving around all the time. But um, yeah, i see him quite a few times on the street as well.
4: Given not just what boxing's done for you, but how you're using boxing to help younger kids now, why aren't you more of a boxing fan? You haven't got a lot of friends in the industry, like you just said. You don't watch a lot of boxing, you've told me before. Why do you think that is?
2: Do you know, I don't know. It's because I'm focused on myself. You know, anybody in this sport, I could end up fighting. That's been proven throughout yeah. boxing history. Um, <clears throat> the few friends I have got, you know, Ahara Davis, he's mainly, again, when I first started boxing, he was one of the people that was already in the gym, doing fantastic Well, He was 18 and 0 as, a professional, as, a, um, as an amateur, had a fantastic professional career so far. He's got a fight coming at the end of September. He's one of my very close friends in boxing. Stephen Addison, the guy that owns box
5: um
2: gyms, I started, he's the one that took me to Tony Sisi. He's the one that took me to the... To the amateur coach and started my, my career. So again, they're probably two of my closest friends in, in um in boxing. But again, Uma Siddique started boxing with him as well. He was in, he was with Tony C. There's loads of names, you know. Um I know Dirk Chazora, um, Dylan White, he's my boy. And um I was
4: with Tony Sise before he became
2: a boxer. Exactly. <laughs> this what I'm trying to say. And Tony C, he's someone that everyone needs to pay homage to. Again, he's an amateur. He was an amateur, yes. But EBA champion. F- Multiple time ABA champion, um, he went to the nationals. He done so much, and he's he's another person that started boxing late. You know, he was classed as old in the amateurs, um, and he was still beating up these young guys. So again, he's some, and he's 50. I don't want to say, I want to say his age. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I want to say his age, but he's someone people need to look to him and say, "Oh my gosh." Up until his 51st birthday, he's older than that, he was still in the ring. He was still spying me. Oh, I know how old he is. <laughs> exactly. He was still spying me. He was still in the ring, jumping in with me. I wasn't hitting him back too much. I was hitting him with little jabs, But he was still in the ring, sparring me, giving me serious work, punching from all angles. And I said, this is Tony Cece. He's
4: in fantastic shape still.
2: Fantastic. Still got the abs. I shout, every time I see him, I shout, TC. Because, you know, he's, he's, he's a, we call him Top Cat either yeah. he's, he's a proper gamer.
4: I think that's what he used to call himself on social as well. Yes, he
2: still calls himself Topcat.
4: <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you wanted to get away and I managed to like rugby tackle you, <laughs> metaphorically speaking.
0: be shy, cause I, life won't bring you down too far,
6: this is Cuban Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, delighted always, as always, to be joined by Mr. Huey Fury, how you, mate? Good, sir. Uh, how you doing, mate? Yeah. Your hair's getting a bit long, mate. No.
7: <sighs> Needs
6: to do. Have you ever thought about just shaving it off? I have done a few times. Have you? Yeah. it
7: Depends what mood I'm in.
6: I think it suits you with a bit of air though, doesn't it? Yeah, listen.
7: Going bald is not, not on my uh, seat, suitable. that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> have you dyed your
6: hair? Dyed it?
7: You look blonde. No. It's the light.
6: Must be the light, mate. I've got a few greys in there, but definitely not blonde. No, those days are over, mate. How have you been keeping over the last few weeks since we last caught up? Yeah,
7: good. Just been taking long, just been uh, training and stuff. Same usual.
6: Has it been a little bit frustrating for you that you haven't been able to pin down a fight date?
7: Yeah, it is frustrating, but it's one of them. you just got to keep uh, nailing it in the gym and hopefully get up before Christmas.
6: Um... Talking to Eddie Hearn the other day, he said that he still wants to make the fight with you and Dave Allen by the end of the year. So, is that still obviously on the radar?
7: Yes, yeah, so I'm not interested. Like I said to you, we asked, we asked for the fight. We, we watched it called, didn't we? We said for the fight for about three times, he didn't want it, did he? So, like I said to you, forget that. we worth talking about it. Move on. Get the fights. Like I said to you, at the time, it would have been ideal because it was in lockdown. Quick fight out, but I'm I'm looking to get big fights and go back up to the top.
6: So if the fight's put to you,
7: I say I'm not really interested. Okay, fair play,
6: fair enough. Um, New topic. So there's obviously a lot of heavyweight fights, fight nights coming up by the end of the year. Um, there's three potential pay-per-view shows. Uh, the Dillian White rematch, Joshua, and also Ousek, Zizora. So I'm assuming that you will feature at least on one of these cards.
7: Yeah, hopefully, definitely. So like I say, the main thing is just get back out there before Christmas. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it now. just been training away nonstop, so it'd be nice to be back in the ring.
6: But you're doing the right thing, isn't you? You'll keep yourself in shape, active. So when the call comes, which it will do, you know you're going to fight this year, when it comes that you're ready.
7: Yeah, 100%, like you say to you, you've got to do. It's uh, the professional business, isn't it? You've got to stay uh, fit, you've got to keep in the gym, and you've got to keep uh, motivated every day.
6: Obviously, um, well, it depends how you look at it, really. Some people look at it as a shock, some people didn't, but Dillian White getting beat uh, a couple of weeks ago now um, did kind of raise a few eyebrows in that because it was a, a fight that Dillian White... Took took and he was winning and then he got caught in the fight. What what was your kind of assessment of that fight with someone that obviously you know well in, in Alexander Povetkin?
7: Yeah, listen, like I said to you, he was uh, doing well. Uh, White is uh, one of them things, but Povetkin is a very dangerous man and he can punch county. So uh, I think Dylan White was a bit too cautious in the fight. And uh, I think when he had him down in the... Was it in the early rounds? He uh, fourth, fourth he uh, round,
6: he had him down twice.
7: Yeah, he should have went on it. I think he was too patient.
6: You think he should have just gone for it as soon as Pavekin was hurt, jumped on him and got yeah. the job done? Got the job done. Because uh, like I say, Pavekin's a dangerous man in time.
7: He can punch and he can um, fight. But uh, yeah, listen, it was a good fight. The shot he'd done was unbelievable.
6: Do you think you should have more credit for your performance over Povetkin Um considering kind of what happened the other day?
7: I can say to you I'm not really bothered what people think. I just want the opportunity to fight Povetkin again. Um like I say I'm learning all the time more, people don't understand, it's my age as well. And I'm uh now from there I was sixteen stone. Uh I think when I fought um him. I'm getting bigger and stronger every day, like I say, I'm hitting adder. Um, twice, like I say, twice the size of just filling out my body. So I was, like I say, my body's just keep filling out all the time. So these are the fights what I'll come and uh, against, but you just got to take the experience.
6: Because, I mean, the experience that you've had already, how old are you? 23?
7: No, 25.
6: 25? I just took two years off your life there. <laughs> <laughs> At 25, you've had more experience with like these top elite level heavyweights, than a lot of people that have had like thirty or forty fights.
7: Yeah, hundred percent. I've had, uh, I've not dodged anyone. We've been in the ring with everyone. So, like I say to you, this is it's just all experience.
6: Has other opponents been mentioned for you, or has any been discussions about who you could potentially face this year? Have people, I
7: or, tell yeah. you now, I can have a clue. Wouldn't have a clue about anything.
6: You're one of these people who just like basically the name gets put to you, you go, yep, yeah, let's fight him and let's go. Yeah, listen, understand. I don't like messing about. If you, if you mention the name, we fight, that's
7: it. Like I say to you, uh,
6: I don't really get involved in it. Okay, so uh, you're training today?
7: Yeah, I've been training uh, this morning twice, yeah. Early sat, six o'clock this morning six on the way.
6: Six o'clock, that's hardcore.
7: Hardcore, eat, sleep, repeat training.
6: But that—that's that, I mean, been since you turned professional. That's been your like the way you train anyway. Isn't it? You're kind of a, are a bit of a gym freak, and you do kind of take that side of it very seriously. You don't really kind of have like off months and everything. You're always kind of ticking over or in.
7: Like, I like to take long in the gym. It's just improving and uh, can always improve your game. So I would like to uh, stay fit, and uh, when the opportunity comes, it comes.
6: Just going back to that that fight with uh Pivikin, what do you think happens in the rematch, Huey, between the pair of them?
7: Like I say, it's it's, it's, it's it's again, it's um, it's going to be a tough fight again because, like I say, he's got the confidence now, Pavlik, knowing that he can hurt uh, White, and uh, White. They say he's 50 fifty fifty, who catches who again.
6: Yeah, because it's literally it's one of them fights where you literally can't tell what's gonna happen. We people's no, got the better who's got the better game plan and
7: who's got the better chin when it comes down to it.
6: Yeah, interesting. That fight should be announced this week, so um we'll have to wait and see what happens. Is your dad still away? I know he was away
7: last year. Is he back? Uh, no, he's back, but he's uh He's somewhere. <laughs>
6: He's somewhere around here. Yeah.
7: What do you think with the fight, the rematch? What do you reckon?
6: Uh, well, it's... Just judging the way the fight played out, I think Dylan White's more than capable of beating him, but there is obviously a, a, a huge risk there, co- considering how he lost, where he was winning the fight, and then Pavekin is capable of doing that to anyone. So mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it's become a huge rematch now. It was a big fight a couple of weeks ago, but now the rematch, the intrigue around the rematch is massive now.
0: Yeah,
7: it will be, yeah. What, be, um... a fight.
6: Did, uh... Did you watch Daniel Dubois' fight the other day?
7: Uh, no, i never seen that, to be honest. You missed that one.
6: Okay. Was
7: that? Really fight a cruiserweight or something.
6: Uh, Ricardo Snyders, yeah, I think uh, he dismantled him pretty easily. I, th- I think they're waiting to find out what happens with, uh, well, I'm assuming it'll be the Joe Joyce fight next. Uh, there's been rumours that that could be moved again to November. We'll have to wait and see. But who wins that fight for you out uh, of Dubois and Joyce?
7: It's going to be, uh, like I say, again, with them two, it's a, it's a tough fight with their experience on the side. And, uh, uh it's going to be tough. You've got the explosiveness and you've got the ruggedness coming forward by Joyce. So, so you basically can keep the, uh, who can take your shot better. Because they're both hitable, aren't they?
6: Yeah, of course. There's a, so, uh, sorry, go on. No, go on. There's so many different fights in this division where like literally, I mean, I know, Everyweight fights are made, but there's so many different fights, including with yourself, that could be matched up with a lot of uh, good fights to make good fights.
7: Yeah, 100%. Like I said, so these fights won't need to be made and they'll get made eventually, won't they? It'll uh, happen. Some, like I said, the heavyweight division at the minute is vibing, isn't it? So it's
6: good. It's good, definitely, definitely. All right, no problem. So you finished your training for today, or you've got to still go and train?
7: No, i still got to train
6: to literally come in, do an interview and back to training. That's the one. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to let you crack on, Huey. I appreciate a little bit of your time today and uh, hopefully you get some fight news soon and we can uh, we can yeah. another follow-up.
7: Yeah, that'll do. Good again. Thanks very much and I'll speak to you soon, mate. Take care.
6: Take care, mate. Thank you very much. Okay. Shy Because
0: I Life won't bring you down too far